Welcome to CTN, CIO Talk Network, with your host, Sunjoe Gall. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are strictly those of the host, guests, and callers. Now, here's Sunjoe Gall. Hello and uh, welcome to this segment on CTN. To learn more, please visit CIOTalkNetwork.com. And our topic for today is owning chaos and managing it. And we have with me with us John Ellinger, who's the Chief uh, Information Officer with Bowling Green State University. Hey, John, how are you? Good morning, Sanjo. How are you this morning? Very good, sir. Could not be better and honored to have you. Now, the reason Pleasure I invite back. you is because we want to discuss chaos, and chaos is opposite of order. And with your background and the dues you've paid in the professional life, would you say that chaos is business as usual? Um, I would say two things. Uh, welcome to my world, uh, because that's uh, usually the, the chaos uh, on a Monday morning through uh, Friday. But I would say also that um, as our industry gets quicker, faster, uh, trying to do more things, uh, I think the uh, chaos is a little more upon us than it was, say, 10 or 15 years ago. When you when we look at chaos, it is something which we know it's going to be there because anything that you plan may not come across, you know, turn around to be the same thing what we thought it is going to be. And people who we thought we have trained well may not always react or respond to situations the way we want them to. And then some things will happen in our macro environment, mm-hmm. which will change the way the rest of the world thinks or our management thinks, our user and technology worker think, where does that leave you? Uh, I, th- I think uh, there are two components to uh, the chaos that I see. Uh, some of them is, yes, we can plan for them. For example, one of our chaos that we're coming up to uh, here in a couple of weeks is the move-in day for students in the, in the first week of school when all the faculty and the students come back. Um, and all of a sudden you go from uh, zero to 60 with regard to networking or zero to 60 with regard to uh, getting students onto the system. You can plan for that. That is a, a, an, an easy one to plan for. It's still going to be chaos. You just know it is. And you manage it uh, simply by getting enough people at the right place, hopefully at the right time. Is it perfect? No, never will be. Uh, then you got the other side of the coin, which is something happens. Uh, for example, if uh, someone forgets to uh, uh, put on the security logs uh, for a system, and so all of a sudden the system's open, um, yeah, that uh, is something that you can't plan for because it's an accident, uh, but you have to still have to deal with it. Uh, bring a system down as quickly as possible and get it back up. So some things you can plan for, other things are just experience-driven because we've done this before or we've seen it before, and when the accidents happen, you deal with it the best you can. See, your example of going 0 to 60, in fact, not too long ago, I saw a a car manufacturer is claiming a new car coming out which will go 0 to 60 in (laughs) 1.9 seconds. Unheard of. (laughs) <laughs> yes. So so that's great. God bless that they could make it faster. But frankly, the assumption here is that they will be driving it on a test road, which is straight as an arrow. 
Yes. And when we're talking chaos, and you said zero to 60, if you had a straight road, I understand that at least rest of the parameters are taken care of. So you just have to put in more torque, push forward hard, and perhaps you'll get there. But when you're talking about going fast and you do not know when the turn is going to come, God bless us all. Yes. And that's what's happening today. So what is... What is the way out? Do we just stay put, go slow, or or do something in the way we approach moving forward? I think we have to, to plan moving forward, uh, just assume and make some assumptions uh, that uh, the car will be going fast uh, and that there will be uh, uh, speed bumps uh, in that road. Um, you, and I'll give you an example, uh, when uh, a couple of uh, years ago when we had uh, some compromised accounts and some personal information uh, was retrieved from some employees on campus, um, you go from zero to 60 uh, uh, pretty quick in a couple of hours. And the quest- first question out of everybody's uh, discussion is, is, how did this happen and, and wh- why didn't you know about it? Uh, well, first of all, the the uh, only way we knew about it was when the individual staff called us and said, "Hey, my paycheck didn't get into a uh, uh, into my account." Uh, and then we kick off our plan, which was a forensic uh, review team made up of uh, security people and infrastructure people and uh, uh, client services people and access controls. And they all went to work, and four hours later, we knew exactly what had happened, uh, and we were able to do that. But if we had not planned for that, we had not practiced for that, um, we would not have been able to answer those questions in a four, in the, by the time that four hours was up. So it's a combination of both because we never know when that's going to happen, unlike a start of school. Uh, so when it does, do we have a response plan that will work and who's responsible for it and how, how are you going to do it? So yes, uh, I would say we have to do a little bit of planning there and know that there will be a curve after that car goes down the track at 60 miles an hour. When you're looking at working through chaos and as a leader you are expected by the people who you lead that you know what you're doing when it is chaos frankly we don't and we don't know to the degree anyone would want to know and in that case we have a situation do we maintain our credibility by just somehow come across coming across as a hercules someone who can tackle all situations or we tell them the truth you tell the truth, you have, you're risking losing the credibility. You don't tell the truth, eventually you will create risk for the organization and you might fall flat on your face with much worse outcome. How do you handle it? Uh, my experience is you tell the truth uh, regardless of when you are in the cycle and you tell it with what you know at that particular time because if you don't, um, your credibility will be shot uh, uh, when uh, something comes out that uh, is, is not correct. If you know what it was, you say it. If you have no idea what it is, then you get help because um, if you you cannot be all things in a cha- in a chaos situation. Uh, but the most important thing in any situation like that for you and your staff is to stay calm, keep your head about you 
and try to work the problem or problems that are existing and help those around. Um, if, as a, from a leadership position, I've always tried to get our staff, and it doesn't make any difference whether you're a manager, director, supervisor, or one person on the line. You never know when you're going to be the person getting the call uh, that this is what has occurred. Uh, and knowing what to do and working your way through and explain to folks, uh, if this happens, this is what you need to do. Uh, and uh, it's tough uh, when you are a new person coming up through the ranks, uh, knowing what's there, but the more experience you have, the, the more likely you are to understand what to do, but always tell the truth. So that's a good uh, pointer you're giving that always stick to the truth. Now, you also mentioned in your response that if possible, seek help. The way at yes. least I understand chaos is that is chaos in your mind. Either you've not deconstructed the problem properly, that's why it is chaos, or it is something which is beyond you. And for that matter, it could be beyond anyone. That's why it reached a point of chaos, because otherwise you, you would have seen the signs. Chaos doesn't get created overnight, does it? No, it does not. Um, unless, I shouldn't say, I'll, I'll refrain, refrain from that except for a couple of instances. Uh, at the start of school and the mild chaos, is, you know it's going to be there uh, in the medium size where you have a, a, a data loss um, and you're trying to work it. Uh, unless it's a large, substantial breach, uh, it's a, a, a medium-type uh, threat and, and has in interest. But say, for example, uh, as I had happened to me at OSU when I was there, uh, uh, a squirrel got fried at the electrical uh, um, uh, distribution site. It uh, kicked off the electricity. Uh, the automatic transfer switch did not kick over. Uh, the generator did not come on, and the UPS uh, failed in 15 minutes. And you're sitting there watching this thing go down, and knowing there's nothing that you can quite do because uh, of the process that uh, that uh, uh, the electrical side of it uh, that you have no idea where that connection didn't happen. It was wasn't until three hours later we figured out that the transfer switch had not properly gone over. But I had a a dark data center, and uh, having to rebuild that uh, was not a plan thing. But what we had done was to plan. How would we rebuild each of our systems? So we had a base design to do it uh, and, uh, and, and make it work. Uh, but sometimes you know about it. Sometimes you have absolutely no idea what's going to work or not work for you. When you look at chaos as the very nature of it, when, it, when we are in chaos, we will have to just sometimes wait and watch to see what happens. Mm -hmm. Or we have to build a muscle that every time a chaos happens, we have like a chaos handling playbook, that this yeah. is how we will go about handling it. Or the third aspect could be is where we work very hard to prevent chaos by constantly looking deep within our organizations, our people, our processes, and even macro environment so to get signs that, hey, there could be something looming which would cause chaos. What do you think is practical? Um, I think that, um, again, uh, we could take a page out of our friends over in emergency management uh, uh, 
who have been dealing with chaos uh, in their world uh, uh, day after day. Uh, but when there is a major tragedy, they have a, a playbook that they start with, and they just keep uh, managing it via that playbook with it because they know that when chaos does occur, uh, that how you control it or how you how calmly you deal with it uh, is uh, probably the best way, and that's the reason why they play with. They have a playbook. They practice it. They do their work. Uh, if we could get more into that uh, for our um, uh, our staffs and, and our abilities, that would be something that would be uh, beneficial to to all of us um, as we try to deal with this, whether it's a day-to-day uh, issue or it becomes an issue for uh, that one-time occasion when the data center goes down. Let's take a quick break, listeners. We'll be right back, and I'm going to piggyback on your last response about FEMA or any emergency management services. Now, that's what mm-hmm. they do for a living. <laughs> the people they hire are with that mindset, that training. The processes they create are created because that's what they're going to be dealing from one crisis to another. Compare that to an organization which thrives or wants wants to thrive all the time and not necessarily put feathers on their cap when they handle one chaos or another. Rather, they cringe at the idea of a chaos. So we talk about support, the sponsorship, the funding, the training of people, the mindset, the culture. Nothing is truly aligned to handling chaos, yet chaos will happen. When you have a situation like that in a regular organization, which doesn't want to deal with chaos, but is still going to be left holding the bag if it does happen, what do we do still to be ready for it? Please stay tuned, listeners. We'll be right back. Predict your company's future by creating it. Is your workforce able to connect, exchange ideas, and share brilliance simply and securely? Create tomorrow, today. Empower your people to innovate anytime and anywhere with secured BlackBerry Enterprise mobility management and document sharing solutions. To learn more, visit blackberry.com forward slash enterprise. Patient-centered care requires a connected enterprise. Are you ready? If you're looking to scale your healthcare IT efforts, visit redmain.com forward slash health today. Whether it's to connect data from multiple partner solutions or developing software for unique needs, Redmain can help. To find out how Redmain can help your company deliver on the patient-centered care promise, visit redmain.com forward slash health or call 773-693-3919. Visit today. Your growing business needs a highly productive workforce, effectively communicating and collaborating without exposing corporate data to cyber attacks. Are you looking to balance security and workforce productivity? Move beyond short-term measures and securely scale your business with BlackBerry Enterprise Mobility Management Solutions. To learn more, please visit blackberry.com forward slash enterprise.
You are listening to CTN, CIO Talk Network, with Sunjoe Gall. To learn more about our program, please visit CIOTalkNetwork.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. So, John, take an example of a FEMA worker, which is emergency management. Their, their mindset, the processes they put in place, the culture they have, and even their performance appraisal is dependent on how well do they tackle one chaos than the other. Whereas a corporate worker is actually managed or their performance appraisal is looked at that how much value did they create versus how well did they handle a given chaos or how did they contribute towards it talk about an er doctor versus a regular outpatient doctor totally two different mindsets but then that's exactly what the environment that we have to tackle and tackle chaos in where people are not ready and i would not say willing they have to do something but if they are not essentially groomed for it they are not measured for it how could you ever have any organization be given a check mark that you are prepared for handling chaos or a leader who has prepared for handling chaos where all people involved, all environment, the whole environment is not ready. And I would say that's true in IT. Uh, you have a different set of individuals. Um, uh, IT people are, are somewhat risk averse because they really don't, uh, they like things in a very methodical and planned way. Um, but uh, they, uh, I think it's our job as the leaders in IT uh, to help prepare our staffs for learning how to manage it. Is it an expectation uh, that they would um, uh, plan out? No, I think it's an expectation for the leadership to help them understand what is required of them uh, when we do get into a situation uh, that requires them uh, to deal with chaos. Uh, but I also believe that um, they uh, can prepare themselves uh, and uh, we can work on, on planning of responses to it, uh, maybe not to the detail that our friends over in, in, in uh, emergency management do, but we can take some lessons from them as to getting the basics right uh, doesn't mean we have every answer for everything, but um, it is a culture, uh, and if we build that culture correctly, um, it will be uh, effective when that chaos happens. And again, I'll come back to the forensics team that I put together, uh, that they plan what they were going to do, whose responsibility was for each, and when they do that, then when they get together, uh, they know exactly what each person is to do and how to address it. There's a leader in the group, um, and that's not a big group, uh, but they practice about once every uh, quarter uh, as well as the actual experiences when we have compromised uh, devices on campus of what, uh, what, what occurred, when it occurred, how it occurred, et cetera, so that they can come out with uh, an explanation uh, of what uh, that incident that caused the chaos uh, uh, was about. So I think, uh, I think it's not only uh, planning for it, but you know, doing a little practice along, to, along with it for the items that we know are most likely to occur. If I were to go on a trip with my family and I say, hey, jump on, 
I don't have a plan, we'll get somewhere. <laughs> I'm not Sounds sure like that's going to go very well. So think about a leader who is going to take the organization along, and if there's going to be a, a chaos, they're expected to have a plan. And if they yes. don't have it, the conventional wisdom would say, hey, you know what? Transparency will earn you trust and confidence of the people who you lead. But in this case, who would want to jump on the car on that bandwagon if you say that you don't have a plan? And frankly, you cannot when you have a chaos. Correct. Uh, a good example of that for us is uh, uh, two years ago or a year and a half ago uh, when we were having our issues with uh, compromised accounts. Um, it was, uh, we had to present uh, a plan to go to two-factor authentication uh, for, as a mandatory sequence for everybody uh, who was going to be accessing any of their personal information. And, and our, uh, what we call our MyBGS portal, uh, which is for anybody, uh, used by anybody who is uh, within our domain. And so um, that required us to come up with a, what are we going to do, when are we going to do it, how are we going to do it, who's going to be involved, and how are we going to, uh, and when can we do this? And, and so you, you have to do those. It's not a question uh, of that because you just don't say, hey, we're going to turn this on and not be able to, to answer those. And you're absolutely correct. People expect that. Uh, whether it be administrators or the faculty uh, or the, even the students. Uh, why are we doing this? You've got to be able to answer those questions. Uh, and how are we going to do it? How is this going to do it? Because you've got to be able to answer the question, who moved my cheese? <laughs> and um, and that is, that's very difficult in, in, uh, in, when you're dealing with 20,000, 30,000 people. See, yeah, last I checked, a leader is still a human. Mm -hmm. And when you're looking at someone to have a plan, no matter what, and I'm not saying there is anything wrong with someone expecting because they are being led by someone, but for a leader, they have to be realist that they cannot always have a plan. But what would be the closest thing to it that they can go with? Whew, that's a good question. Um how about, uh, it's maybe not necessarily a plan, but framework. Um, you don't have everything, you don't have every answer, but is there a framework that, uh, uh, that you can have that would deal with uh, a, a problem or an issue in uh, infrastructure or an infra uh, problem or uh, chaos in, in application uh, response? Uh, that you could use across, uh, maybe that becomes the, uh, uh, the piece that we use rather than an individual plan. We come up with a, a really good chaos framework of dealing with it, uh, and, uh, and, and maybe that becomes our, our uh, way out of helping staff and our leadership to understand if something happens, this is, this is what we're going to do. And if you go there, is this a playbook which could be consistent across the board no matter what, you'll use the same playbook because frankly what you were doing say 10 years ago, the velocity, the variety and the volume of what you were dealing with, with, with respect to change with respect to the data and the information request, with respect to the feature functions and expectations of customers 
everything has gone multifold. So does your playbook from 2010 apply today? No. Uh, the, the, uh, and I, I would say that at least every couple of years you've got to change that playbook. I think the cloud uh, in the last five to seven years has made a change in how you deal with that playbook. Uh, when I first came here to Bowling Green, we were about 25% of our applications were in the cloud. Today, uh, that number is about 62%. Uh, and so now I've got a different, uh, I got partners, <laughs> I got vendors uh, that are now engaged with us. And that takes a different uh, framework. Uh, they have to be engaged with us when something goes down. Uh, because you don't know what the um, uh, reason or, uh, is that's causing the problem, and it has multi-factors uh, involved and, and, and multi-applications um, uh, that now become involved. Uh, we use the uh, Canvas LMS, and we have 28 uh, uh, bolt-ons that uh, um, are in that system. One of them is called Turnitin, which is an anti-plagiarism uh, software. Uh, and when something happens with it, is it the canvas? Is it the uh, interface? Is it uh, turn it in? Is it our access control? Is it the single sign-on? Host of uh, of questions that come up, and so you're contacting multiple people because it's no longer self-contained within your own uh, operation or your own staffing. So you're now dealing with others who are outside. If you were to look for input from people, of course, people who are in chaos would have uh, narrowed their horizons because of the very mental state they may be in. And because it is chaos, you anyways did not have a complete idea. And if you go and seek input from individuals, you cannot truly rely on that input because that could be foggy because of multiple reasons. But if you don't ask for input, you could be labeled as someone who is not inclusive in the leadership, which will have a, it, which will ding your leadership levels or the way you're seen as a leader. So do you include people when handling chaos or do you kind of fight this battle yourself? No, you have to include uh, folks that are above you, folks that are below you, folks that are on your same level. Um, and it's multifaceted. And for example, uh, there's almost nothing when, when we go into in IT with a chaos, uh, if a system's gone down or a problem is existing, it impacts multiple uh, audiences. Uh, so even things like communications, uh, you've got to get the communication folks in early. Uh, so that they are helping to um, identify and uh, pass information. You've got to go up line and say to folks um, what is most important. So sometimes you don't know uh, the priorities. You think you know the priorities, but if you're not asking uh, the provost or, or, or a CFO or uh, somebody else who is affected, what is their priority or what is their uh, they've got to help you uh, with deciding what that is. And then the same thing going down line, uh, there may be an issue if, the, if your, one of your bosses says, hey, uh, this has become a priority, and you talk to your staff, and they say, uh, no, uh, we can't get to that until we get this fixed. 
And so fixing A uh, will, will make B better, but I can't just fix B first because it, it's not there. So you really do have to include as many people as possible. And to that inclusion, we want to take a quick break and we'll discuss this next question I'm about to ask after the break. So if you do include people and they do give their ideas and then you don't agree to those ideas or reject them because they may not make sense, you are going to create what I call as hostility or passive resistance for any future support that you need because they are enthusiastic that, hey, someone came to me for help or ideas. I gave one, but then that was shot down. That's not very motivating for people. And in the in the case of chaos, you want all the support all the time. So whatever strategy you, you mention and or you, the way you're suggesting that we should be inclusive, it has this dark or blind spot or a dark side which we have to tackle where people will give ideas they could be half-baked or there may be other reasons you cannot accept them and if you reject them you'd lose the morale so it's a catch-22 how do you tackle it please stay tuned listeners we'll be right back and explore Your growing business needs a highly productive workforce, effectively communicating and collaborating without exposing corporate data to cyber attacks. Are you looking to balance security and workforce productivity? Move beyond short-term measures and securely scale your business with BlackBerry Enterprise Mobility Management Solutions. To learn more, please visit blackberry.com forward slash enterprise. Patient-centered care requires a connected enterprise. Are you ready? If you're looking to scale your healthcare IT efforts, visit redmain.com forward slash health today. Whether it's to connect data from multiple partner solutions or developing software for unique needs, Redmain can help. To find out how Redmain can help your company deliver on the patient-centered care promise, visit redmain.com forward slash health or call 773-693-3919. Visit today. Predict your company's future by creating it. Is your workforce able to connect, exchange ideas, and share brilliance simply and securely? Create tomorrow, today. Empower your people to innovate anytime and anywhere with secured BlackBerry Enterprise Mobility Management and Document Sharing Solutions. To learn more, visit blackberry.com forward slash enterprise. You are listening to CTN, CIO Talk Network with Sunjoe Gall. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, folks. So, egos have to be managed. Agendas have to be managed because as humans, we all have those. Some people use crisis as an opportunity. If you want to be inclusive, how can you resist being a pleaser or actually not be a pleaser? Because that's the art form we are talking here, because that could take the whole organization down. Correct. What do you think? I, I would agree that's true. I think what uh, where I've started in several of these that are what I would describe as high-profile uh, chaos uh, scenarios, they... Uh, you have to agree up front what the goal is. 
Uh, is the goal just to fix the problem or to get us back in operation, uh, find the source, uh, uh, you know, our um, people's agendas, uh, fixing blame? Uh, what is the reason that we all have as a common goal? And you have to figure that out first. I think the, um, the other piece in, in that I've learned over the years is uh, keep communicating with them. Uh, in when we've been doing ours uh, recently, we do a 30-minute update. Uh, if they are not in the room having a conversation with us, uh, then we're doing a 30-minute update every 30 minutes. Uh, where are we with the problem? And that is being run by the communications folks uh, and or uh, phone calls from me uh, directly to the, the folks up above. But um, uh, everybody has a vested interest uh, when, uh, when that scenario hits um, and knowing what the impact is. And so keeping a common goal, keeping com- common communication lines open, and recognizing that um, there are a lot of um, opinions that are coming your way uh, is still better to have it uh, than not have it or not communicating uh, with the folks up above you and or your customers. When you are going to deal with change, which is, along with chaos, there are things which are changing. Or even when it is chaos, and the reason the chaos is usually is because things are changing too quickly or they are unpredictable. And that means that you will start with semblance of a plan, maybe not a 100% rock, you know, set in stone plan. But then new developments can happen. Some things could fundamentally shift, and that would require you to change. You may have communicated that plan, the original one, to the constituents above and below you. And then you come back and say, hey, I got to change it because of ABC. You're being transparent, you're being communicative, but you're changing it. So people may take all the explanation that you give with a grain of salt when it comes to you sharing that I'm changing because they only care, hey, you change something and it's going to impact me, my daily life, the way I work and what I work on. And then you come back a few weeks later or or whatever that time period is and you say, hey, you know what? Another change is in order. That would frustrate people demotivate them and it will in fact create that negative force which will make job harder for you because the very people you want to bring along are the ones who will say this guy cannot even put his mind to one thing he keeps changing he's fickle how do you deal with this give you a perfect example that uh, this spring uh, we um rotated out all of our printers and copiers across campus after school was out. Uh, We had started back in February uh, talking with uh, each of the units uh, and uh, telling them this is what uh, the new unit will be. We're going to take your old printer and copier out. We're going to put a new copier in uh, and... um, uh, and we will start that probably right after school's out and have it done by August. Um, and then along comes uh, about halfway through uh, at that original piece, they're thinking it's same for same. Uh, and then when we got the first um, samples of those in and we started uh, inviting people in to see them, 
one of the things they noticed was that it had a card swipe on it. Um, and in our environment, the card swipe replaced an old, um, the old uh, uh, five, four or five digit uh, code uh, to uh, allow people to track their printing. Uh, and uh, some offices or some groups or units said, no, we really don't want that. Uh, we need to get rid of that. Um, and uh, then you learn that if you get rid of it, then they don't have um, uh, additional um, features that they're coming down the line that they may want to take care of. Um, in, it's an imperfect uh, uh, delivery. A lot of times that happens with application software because the demo that you've got is different than when you get your hands on it. Uh, it is a part of our life uh, in IT because it, we don't have perfect information. Uh, but that happens, and the only thing you tell folks is, I just learned about this. I'm, I'm sorry that, that this happens. And then you come up with alternatives. So for the folks who didn't want the card swipe, we said, okay, we will take it off. Uh, of your machine and we'll turn it off uh, or they didn't like a different feature, uh, a, a deep different feature and we would do the same thing. We'd figure out a way to round it uh, and so you are working on it. Uh, today, uh, all I'm working on with those 563 devices is do we have it the way you and the department or unit want to use it so that when we start school and we have 20,000 people coming back, that I'm not dealing with the chaos of having that, uh, those significant changes having to be made on the fly, so to speak, because we're just trying to get everybody in and out. So it happens. Uh, you do take a hit. Um, but the next time you go out, you rebuild that trust, you rebuild that uh, confidence in it uh, every single day that you're working with them. Um, and uh, as users, that's what you have to do. If you are going to be able to manage people and, and get the stripes that this person is an awesome leader and be able to... Um, create an impression about yourself that you can figure things out that will be the end goal you will have as a leader. But now that confidence that you want is going to be able to, uh, or, or rather let me take a step back. So if, if you had to have the confidence that is to be based on your ability, which you can see as you are able to handle chaos at any given time. And frankly, I'm not sure, no matter how experienced or strong a leader is, some form of fear, uncertainty, and doubt could creep in, in that leader. So do we stay transparent while we were transparent in all other things? Or we just share the courage with others and keep the fear to yourself? <laughs> Uh, when we were rolling out the uh, two-factor authentication, uh, there were lots of times that you have doubts about whether or not, uh, A, it will work, uh, B, solving uh, individuals. Because, again, uh, when you're dealing with uh, as many people as we are, um, nothing, no one thing works the, works the same across 20,000 uh, people. And so... Um, you always are questioning yourself, you know, did you make the right decision? Do you have it? 
Um, do you share those um, fears with others? Um, sometimes you do. Uh, sometimes you're honest with people, and, and uh, if they know that you are uh, try, doing your best to solve their problem and you eventually solve their problem, they're, they're with you. Uh, if you create a problem for them, they're probably not with you. Uh, and uh, then you have to go back and rebuild it. But um, um, showing fear, maybe sometimes, but uh, uh, the rest of the time is uh, uh, confidence to, to do it. And uh, pardon me, that you have the right um, uh, plan or the right approach to do this. Um, and, you know, if it doesn't work, change. Uh, make sure it's right. Uh, test when you can. I think that helps, especially on the application side, is making sure you test it. But usually if you're in, uh, in a crisis mode, uh, you don't have always have the, the right opportunity to test uh, something before uh, you put it in. I'm sure anyone I take on a long drive or even a short one to downtown, and I tell them that, I'm not too confident about whether I'll be able to navigate through traffic and I might bump into a car or two on the way. Not sure if anyone will join me. <laughs> uh, that's true. That's true. Um, you, uh... And so the reason I'm saying this is because I was not asking you a trick question, but it's uh, if you don't share the fear, then in a way how would you be true and eventually will that show up in your actions and that's why we're not showing the fear um let me ask you a question is the do you consider fear and a concern to be the same no because okay. fear is a different type of an emotion concern is more of a logical it's like thinking from the head yeah. It's a concern, thinking from your heart or, or, or feeling through the heart, which is a standard emotion. So fear is a form of emotion, and that is typically coming from something which is out of your control. And in most cases, chaos is a situation which is yeah. out of your control. Well, the situation may be out of your control, but your, your um, concerns as to whether or not something would work um, is not something, uh, you know, would I be concerned about sharing uh, my concerns about a plan or process with people? No, because I think that's honesty. Uh, would I be uh, sharing a personal fear of it? Maybe, maybe not. Just depends upon uh, uh, what it is. But uh, I, I understand your, the distinction between the two. And, and uh, if we were talking about personal fear, maybe not as much as I would the other. Um, but if I had concerns about whether success of a plan would work or what the odds of it or what the risks of it were, yeah, I'd share that. So, so you, the, the reason I'm, I'm kind of asking these questions is because the very topic is, you have to develop that muscle that you were not born with or you were not groomed for or there is no training kit available or a training class available to be groomed for handling chaos. And that is a, a playbook maybe or a set of emotional intelligence related attributes or some other muscles which would together allow you to be saying whenever there is another chaos, you'll say, bring it on. 
and you handle with courage. So, if I were and, to def- if I were to try to define that muscle or that kit, if you will, of attributes, the mindset, the behaviors, the actions, what would you define would would be that kit that a leader must own, develop, and hone to be able to handle chaos effectively? Well, I, I also would say that the kit gets easier or better the more experience that you have. I don't care whether it's a small, medium, or large size of, of chaos. Just the sheer fact that you've gone through it gives you the, the extra tools and confidence uh, with which to deal with it because you have knowledge that you didn't have before. Uh, what are you tools that you like that you need to have? Number one is um, uh, identifying the problem. Uh, too often the problem uh, is not identified early enough as to where the source is. Uh, do you know where the source of the problem truly is? Uh, sometimes when a system goes down, everybody's guessing, well, it has to be the network or it has to be the application. Uh, and um, uh, sometimes symptoms of that. Number two in, the, in that tool set has to be communications um, and your skill to communicate items properly, both uh, up, down, and, and sideways. Uh, I think number three is um, uh, the ability of timing. Um, if you have a sense of timing of dealing with a problem uh, or you, you can gain an understanding of how long it's going to be before a, the chaos uh, is uh, totally out of control, uh, then you've got uh, a sense because timing of decisions uh, and timing of responses uh, is also a tool that I think uh, uh, whoever's dealing with that chaos needs to be able to have. I think the third thing or the fourth thing for me is being able to assimilate information from multiple sources all at the same time. Uh, and that's a, a skill set that's not easily done um, because we're not, we're not tuned to that. We're just, we don't normally think that way. We're focused on one person ahead of us uh, versus multiple sources. So those are some of the things I'd put in the toolkit uh, because the experience will get you the confidence, but those skills will, will help you deal with the, the crisis at hand. Let's take a quick break, listeners, and we'll be right back. And when we talk, uh, when we come back, let's talk about the very purpose of why an organization is supposed to be where it is and where should it be going, and and how do you use that to rally the troops, the people above you and the ones below you, to come together as a swarm of ants who start thinking alike, moving alike, in order for you to be able to navigate through or take a chaos head-on and get over it. What would it take? What would be that approach to getting that, th- those, those different disparate set of people and personalities and agendas to come together as a swarm of ants? Please stay tuned, listeners. We'll be right back.
Predict your company's future by creating it. Is your workforce able to connect, exchange ideas, and share brilliance simply and securely? Create tomorrow, today. Empower your people to innovate anytime and anywhere with secured BlackBerry Enterprise Mobility Management and Document Sharing Solutions. To learn more, visit blackberry.com forward slash enterprise. Patient-centered care requires a connected enterprise. Are you ready? If you're looking to scale your healthcare IT efforts, visit redmain.com forward slash health today. Whether it's to connect data from multiple partner solutions or developing software for unique needs, Redmain can help. To find out how Redmain can help your company deliver on the patient-centered care promise, visit redmain.com forward slash health or call 773-693-3919. Visit today. Your growing business needs a highly productive workforce, effectively communicating and collaborating without exposing corporate data to cyber attacks. Are you looking to balance security and workforce productivity? Move beyond short-term measures and securely scale your business with BlackBerry Enterprise Mobility Management Solutions. To learn more, please visit blackberry.com forward slash enterprise. You are listening to CTN, CIO Talk Network with Sunjo Gall. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. So we spoke about egos and agendas and performances, etc., which is all part of an organizational's working. But if you were to bring things down to a simple human element, they usually are moved and they actually can move mountains if they are able to see something bigger that they are a part of and they are being invited to join hands with all the other people to help tackle a problem which was above them and the end goal is going to be bigger, more rewarding. What would you do? Because it's, of course, as a leader, you will keep painting a picture about where we are going, which castle we are building, so let's go ahead and do it. But what would you do to your message when faced with a chaos and also when you're not faced with a chaos but you are kind of preparing those people that whenever it will happen I'm going to have another message for you. To me it all starts uh, if you want to have a team and people understand what they're doing when the chaos created You need to start with the day-to-day stuff and what is it that we, as an organization, as an IT organization, are doing for our our customers or our people or our organization. Do they know where they are in the organization, what they do, how important it is? Do they have a self-worth with it? Uh, Do they uh, consider themselves a part of the team? Do we practice the values that we have? Because in a crisis situation, we don't have time to talk about that. Each person has to be able to do their role and to uh, do it well. Uh, The skill sets that we ask them to do are the skill sets that they uh, uh, bring to the table in a crisis. But you're absolutely correct. Do I know that I'm a part of a team? Do I know that, that I have my value I'm bringing to the table every day? and especially in a crisis. 
uh, are we uh, together as a team uh, and, and being um, a value to our organization? Um, every person in the team knows whether or not the customer or the audience or the university or the community knows uh, whether or not we are valued uh, as a group and as individual members. Um, to me, to be ready for that crisis means that I have to practice those values every day and the team building every day and the commitment every day uh, because the little things uh, that we do every day give us the practice uh, to make it uh, what we need to in a, an emergency or in a, in a, a dire uh, need state. Now, what if I invited you or you invited yourself in your organization to create chaos, a healthy form of chaos, which is where you want to disrupt things, pull that out from status quo, make them more relevant to the current times or prepare for the future? What would be a, a chapter in the playbook look like when you want to create chaos? On one hand, we've been trying to deflect it or tackle it, but here you want to create chaos. How would you do it in a fashion where people don't think this guy's out of their mind? <laughs> well, maybe it is helpful if they did think that sometimes I was out of my mind. Uh, but let's use, uh, again, an example. Uh, seven years ago, we decided that we were not going to have a data center on this campus and that we were going to move as many of our applications uh, to the cloud that we could. Um, that, for the fruition of that, those decisions uh, will be uh, effective uh, with no data center on campus by December 31st of this year. Uh, that was, I moved everybody's cheese, and they said, why would you want to do that? And I said, because uh, all of our data center here on this campus is a single point of failure. Uh, it's not something that meets uh, quality standards. Um, if you are moving somebody's cheese, which what that was for all the infrastructure folks and many others, um, you have to lead and you have to say, this is, this is a change we need to make um, and discuss it, have opportunities with it. But at some point you say, hey, uh, are you on board? Do you, do you see what I see? Do you understand what I understand? Uh, and yes, by the way, that will require you as an individual to probably change some of your skills or your experiences uh, to adapt to this new one. And then you can come back and start talking about the change management. But I think it's, it is our obligation as leaders to move that cheese from time to time or to change something different um, on uh, both our customers and our, um, uh, our staff. And to a certain extent, uh, I think that gives them uh, the, also the feeling that, hey, we are staying up. We are looking at new things. We are being uh, looking forward. And that, again, is a part of that building process uh, of making um, uh, that chaos not so, uh, so concerning because, again, they're recognizing what it is that uh, we are attempting to do as an organization for our right. organization. On behalf of the show and our listeners, thanks so much, John, for sharing your thoughts on how organizations and their leaders can tackle chaos effectively and, if required, even 
in, introduce one for the innovation and growth. Thanks so much. You're certainly welcome. And uh, listeners, hope you enjoyed it. Like us on Facebook, search for CTN, and also follow us on Twitter and LinkedIn. Thank you again for listening to this show on CTN. This is Sanjay Gaul, your talk show host. Till next week, take care and God bless. Thank you for tuning in to CTN, CIO Talk Network, with your host, Sunjo Gall. To learn more about our program or for show archives, comments, or questions, please visit CIOTalkNetwork.com. Thank you again for listening.